right. Um, welcome to another episode of the Cat Sounds Podcast. I am Brian McCauley, your host for the Cat Sounds Podcast. If my voice is sounding a little different to you, that might be because I have a new microphone. And we're, uh, we're, you know, we're giving it a trial run here this week. This is going to be a little bit different. Um, this is not my usual approach to this podcast. I am freestyling it for you this week. You know, ordinarily, I know I, um, I'm such a talented performer that these things come off as though, uh, you know, this is just how it comes out of my mouth. But ordinarily... The Cat Sounds podcast is heavily planned and scripted. I have notes that I work from, and I'm not doing that this week. Um, I want to be a little bit more real with you. I want to speak to you from my heart. Uh, Why is that? What's going on? Well, I am alive. I had a birthday. I'm having a birthday. I'm speaking to you on my birthday, October 29th, 2020. And, um, you know, I'm 38 years old, three, eight. I was born in the year 1982. And when you're born and you go through life, you kind of watch the world change around you. Um, you feel as though, uh, you know, you're like Plymouth rock and, uh, you are remaining yourself. You are remaining a constant and you watch the world emerge around you and and warp and change and they build things and they tear them down and people come and people go. But internally on some level, you have some sense that you are a static object in the world. Um, It's very hard to see in yourself the changes. It's very hard to approach your own life as though you are one of those people around you who is um, in a constant metamorphosis from being one thing to another. But it's true. That is how life works. Uh, I understand that I don't sound especially deep. I may even sound pretentious. Uh, I'm certainly prone to be. I'm as pretentious as anybody else. I could lecture to you for an hour about bullshit and pretend that I am smart. That's not really the point here. That's not what I'm trying to um, achieve. But I will be honest with you. On this day of my birth, uh, my birthday is the non-pretentious way to say it. You know, um, I'm taking a critical look at my life. which may not be interesting to you. You may want to tune into another podcast. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, there's something inherently masturbatory about um, introspection. Uh, you know, it's a little Jeffrey Tubin-esque, I won't deny. Uh, I had that plan for this week. Part of my plans for this podcast, I was going to go on a long rant about Jeffrey Tubin and... Um, you know how he's a little stuck. I've watched him for years. He's a little stuck up. Uh, recently got caught masturbating on a Zoom call with his colleagues from The New Yorker. And uh, I, I, I maybe would speculate that that might humble him in, in some regard. But that suddenly seems a lot less interesting to talk about. So let me tell you about me. Um, 
for like the 10th time I'm 38 years old today the only song I could really come up with that that maybe had any relevance to that fact uh, you know are you familiar with the band 38 special uh, you know I don't know that they ever were good I assume they were you know I think people in like the 80s who listened to REO Speedwagon and stuff like that would also have like 38 special playing uh, you know on the, the car stereo or whatever in the Camaro um, you know like when Billy Madison gets to high school in the, Billy, the movie Billy Madison and he listens to stuff like that uh, that's what I think they're about but um, you know I was listening to that song by them Hold On Loosely and there's something really depressing about it because when I came of the age to listen to music right when I was like 12, 13, 14 whatever um, that song was around and uh, you know at that point it was like more than a decade old and they would play it on classic rock stations, right? But it was like filler. It was like something you heard that wasn't so bad that you would change the station. But it was really just a bridge between maybe things that you liked on a station like that. And I think I associated it with like sad people. With like the kind of people who were like... And these people were around when I was that age. There were people who were like 30, you know, 35, 40 cruising around in like their Camaro, their 85 Camaro that they had had basically since that time wearing like a Bruins jersey, uh, you know, and even when it got cold, I would go to parties when I was a teenager. You know, I would I would associate with people who were older than me, you know, people in like their early 20s because they could buy me beer and stuff. And I would like to hang out with those people. So I'd go to like these parties, you know, that very often were at these like party houses. And like once in a while, somebody would come around, you know, who was clearly a lot older than everybody else, you know, who was maybe in their 30s or their 40s. Uh, and they would everyone would know this person, like everyone older than me would know this person. I wouldn't know them. You know, and um, and they would be like, yeah, I'm here to party. I'm back. Oh, it's it's Ronnie. Ronnie is here. Uh, and yeah, there was something sad about it to me. I was at you know, I was drinking. I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. I was drinking. I was at this um, party house. Right. And it wasn't really a party. Uh, I mean, it was just me and a few people who lived there. And I was, I was fucking drunk, uh, you know, just a teenage kid drunk and, um, you know, music is playing, could have been 38 special for real. But, uh, you know, this guy walked in and he had like blue sweatpants on, you know, he was, he was not fat, but he had like a gut, uh, and he didn't have a beard. He just had whatever it is when, when somebody is not taking care of themselves and not shaving. Right. So like three, four day beard growth or whatever, uh, long hair, like, uh, you know, maybe neck length hair with, um, a touch of gray in it. This is one of those guys, his sweatpants had, um, paint stains on them, you know, like maybe he was a painter, you know, which I think he might've been, or somebody who worked around those kind of materials. Uh, and I, in, in my memory, at least he had the Bruins Jersey and, um, you know, he's just some guy, seemed like a nice enough guy, sits down. We're sitting at like a, a table that, you know, is one of those things you might encounter in a house like this where, you know, it used to be like a giant spool for like industrial cable. But now it's just it makes a great wooden table the way um, like a mouse in a cartoon might use 
the thing that's, you know, thread comes on, but whatever guy sits down and like, uh, you know, this guy I'm with, the guy I'm hanging out with is talking to him. They clearly know each other. I don't know that I even introduced myself to this guy, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm kind of just hanging out, listening to the conversation. And, uh, my friend, the guy I know is, is asking this guy questions like, you know, bullshit questions. How are you? And the guy's, you know, I can tell he's trying not to tell a sad story, but he just can't get around it. Right. Uh, you know, within a few minutes, he's talking about, um, his ex and their kids and, uh, and, and whatever trouble at that moment exists between whoever this woman is and, and the kids he has with her. And, uh, within a breath of that, he's talking about money problems, um, and it was sad. And here's the thing, right? You know, uh, guy hangs out. He's there maybe a half hour. And then, you know, says something like, I got to get back to my old lady, which, you know, I, I guess I am guessing this guy was between like 37 and 45 years old. I don't know. I was a teenager. Everybody seemed pretty old to me. Right. If they were if they were more than like 25. But, you know, I would put this guy at around that age says he's got to get back to his old lady and and whatever, um, you know, he finishes his beer. Uh, you know, I think also in the conversation, he meant, he mentioned that he wasn't doing Coke anymore. Right. Which I guess is, is a good thing. Um, but so he gets out of there and then one of these guys who I'm hanging out drinking with tells me the guy's name, you know, first and last name and fuck, like I knew this guy. I remember this guy from when I was like six, seven, eight years old. Right. Remember where I, who I used to hang out with and where I was. This guy lived right across the street on a little street from my best friend, right? And, um, and he was a maniac. He was like famously crazy. And he had a mullet and he was exactly the guy who would wear like those Bruins jerseys, right? Uh, and, and he would get the cops called on him and he would fight people. And he, and, and he had... I don't know that it was a Camaro. I think it was actually the other one, a Firebird. He had a black Firebird. You know, and I was scared of this guy. Like, if I was out on the street on my bike and I saw this guy come out of his house, I would get tense, you know? And and it wasn't like he did or said anything crazy in front of me. Maybe, like, he, he seemed like a nice guy. I, I remember being around people who interacted with him maybe a time or two. But, um, you know, he was a guy in the prime of his life. Like, a, just a crazy young suburban Massachusetts guy, um, like, you know, like living that Billy Madison life. And, uh, you know, decade later when I'm, I'm drinking in this party house, party house, and I, I put it together after the guy basically makes his exit, that it was the same guy and God, it was really sad to me. Right. Um, you know, and, and even at that age, when I'm like 16, 17, Maybe I, I can't even really fathom what, what an actual sad life for a person is unless it's something really blatant, right? Unless it's something you see, you know, in a movie. Uh, but I, it got to me. It got through to me that something was really sad about this guy's life. And, you know, I didn't follow up about it. I don't recall ever speaking this guy's name again or hearing it after that moment, after that run-in. Um, and I'm not going to say it now on the Cat Sounds podcast. Uh, you know, as far I'm not friends with this guy on Facebook. I've never searched for him, nor do I care to. I mention it only because, um, you know, it, maybe it was the first time in my life I, I witnessed 
that that all that like youthful energy, that energy that's like so intense that that it, it can't help but get you into trouble. That that at a certain age that gets sapped from a person, right? That it that it just it just fades from them, and they are left a, a husk in effectively the same clothes. But uh, you know now they they got kind of a beer gut and uh, and that touch of gray in their hair, right? And and I reflect on it now. That was twenty years ago, more than twenty years ago, because uh, I am. For the eleventh time, I'm 38 years old today. Um, but I reflect on it. I think back to that guy, and I think about myself, and I think, um, did that happen to me? Uh, I broke my phone screen in maybe April. You know, at, at at around the start of the pandemic, I fell, and uh, as you know, I wear a prosthetic leg, so the hard shell part of my leg hit um, a door frame. And in my pocket was my cell phone. So I cracked up my screen. It's been really hard to manage since then. But I got a new phone this week. I got the 5G, iPhone 12, whatever, right? I'm really proud of myself um, for having that. You know, uh, wow, aren't I with it, right? Um, you know, it just seemed like the better thing to do to replace the whole phone than to, to buy a new screen, which cost me like over 100 bucks. But, um, you know, one of the things with this new phone is that it like shows me pictures and I got all these pictures in my like iCloud drive or whatever, because I, you know, I've been using an iPhone for a long time. Right. And, uh, you know, it's showing me what my life was like five years ago or even 10 years ago around then. So around, it was 2010, maybe 2011 when I got my, well, when I really started using an iPhone and this phone just really thinks it's worthwhile to like, to, draw out these old memories of myself and, and, and witness, witness them before me. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'll tell you a few things about it. Um, you know, one of which is, uh, you know, I used to look a lot different. Um, I've gained a significant amount of weight. Uh, I used to have more hair, you know, I shave my head now, uh, even like five years ago, when I, I didn't even have that much more hair than I have now, but I was still clinging to the idea that I was a person with hair. So I was growing out my hair and I was combing it when I got out of the shower and whatever. Um, and, and now it's been years since I surrendered that battle. I, you know, I haven't let my hair get it all long since I was in the hospital after, after the accident where I, I lost half of my leg. Right. Um, I shave it every few weeks. I, I go in my bathroom. I do it myself. You know, I look like Bruce Willis in 12 monkeys or whatever. And I'm happy with that. That's what I want for my life. Right. But it's really something for, um, for this phone to, to bring out these pictures and show you yourself in the prime of your life. That wasn't even that long ago. Right. Um, and I'm in these pictures and I got a tan cause I used to be somebody who went out and did things. And sometimes I, you know, I even did them with other people and it shows me me with a tan, you know, and then just crazy ones like, Ooh, look, I had a mustache in one of them. Wasn't I funny? Wasn't I somebody out living life? Right. Doesn't happen now. Um, you know, truth be told, who am I now? Um, I'm the person who lets that three or four day sad beard growth happen to my face. Right. Uh, you know, with, with that gut and, and, uh, I don't have, so it's, it's really too warm here for sweatpants, but if it wasn't, I I'd be in them, I'd be wearing them. Right. Um, and, and 
you know, I, I, I'm not saying I'm that guy. I'm not, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you a sad story about how I'm, I've, I've turned into the guy from the interaction I had as a teenager. Cause I haven't, I have things going on in my life. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more than two thirds of the way done with law school. Right. And that's something that counts for something. It counts for something. Um, you know, my life, my life is a little sad right now. It is a little lonely. All right. I'll, I'll be frank with you. Um, and the pandemic has something to do with that, but it doesn't have everything to do with that. Right. Um, I don't even take all the opportunities I could to get out and live life and be around other people. I don't, I know I don't. And, um, you know, you, you make promises to yourself about these kind of things. You, you promise yourself, I, I, I'm going to get out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live life again. You know, um, you know, I haven't had a, a girlfriend since, um, 2016. Right. Uh, and I used to be somebody who dated frequently, right? Like I, 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 I was a serial dater. You know, I went, I went from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship, uh, when I was a certain age. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I would like to say that has something to do with losing my leg in early 2017. And it does just like the isolation has something to do with the pandemic. But, um, you know, if we're being real, the isolation and the, uh, the, the lack of affection, uh, the lack of, um, engaging in the romantic world of affection, both those things represent choices, right? Um, you know, uh, even, in my first year of law school, you know, I was quite busy. It, it's everything you hear about. Um, but I even, uh, you know, I flirted a little bit with dating that year, right? Like I, uh, you know, I, I was active on, um, some app, right. I, I won't even, I won't, I won't tell you which, right. But, uh, at a profile, I talked to women and, um, you know, eventually I, I felt like kind of an asshole, uh, because I was so busy. Cause I would, you know, it was just always with these women, like, um, Oh, I'm really sorry. I, I left, I left you on red as the kids say, right? I left you on red on like a message. I'm sorry. I did that for like a day and didn't get back to you. It's just that I've been so busy reading about these 200 year old property cases and, and trying to do something which will ensure that I have a real income at some point in my life before I die, because that's what this is about, right? That's the plan. Um, and, and that's fine. Uh, you know, but I made, I made a choice after that, right? Like I, I said to myself, like, I'm, I'm not going to get out there and date until I do have my law degree and, and I am in my stable career. And I knew at that time, you know, uh, that, that it would be a long time before I could say something like that. Cause even right now, um, you know, if everything goes according to plan in a year's time, I'll be waiting on the results from my bar exam that I hope I pass on the first try but I don't take for granted that I will because many people don't. And it's especially hard in California. But, uh, but I do realize, you know, that it is a choice, right? Um, you know, I, I meet people all the time who, uh, are, have active social lives despite being really as busy as I'm being, uh, you know, I don't make time for those things. I do make time for the cat sounds podcast and, and all of you, and I make time to repair old cassette players and I make time to listen to other podcasts. And, um, you know, I use these things to fill my life, but, uh, it really is to the exclusion of real connections with other human beings. And I'm not lying to you about that. Right. Like I, uh, I, I, 
I take full accountability. I take full responsibility for the life I have, right? Um, I realize that every aspect of my life is a choice I've made. It's not something foisted upon me. There are things in my life that uh, I didn't pick, right? Like I, I didn't pick losing my leg, right? Uh, that picked me, uh, you know? Um, I had a sponsor in AA one time try to tell me I needed to uh, to take responsibility for the fact that my alcoholism caused me to lose my leg, uh, even though I, you know, at the time I hadn't had a drink in over a month and I was really doing everything I could to stay sober. And the irony of it being I got hit by a drunk driver and very nearly killed um, while I was trying to help a, a woman jumpstart her car. Uh, and, and, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, I think this sponsor in AA might have had a, t- a touch of dementia. Uh you know, and that that's I, I don't mean to like make fun of this person about that, but uh, you know, it really was the only explanation that that re- that made sense to me about it. But um, you know, I think I can set that aside and say that's not really my fault. But other th- and and forget fault. That's not really my doing. But other things in my life are right. Um, and here I am, <laughs> uh, I, uh, living with the life I chose. Right. Um, you know, and, and it, it is a little sad. Uh, you know, I, I don't even have the kids from like the failed marriage that this gentleman I spoke of in this story did. Right. And that's really um, I think about that often. I, I think about that. It matters that I that I would like to have children um, because even like some of the most impressive, accomplished people I've ever met in my life who did things. I couldn't dream of achieving in a variety of fields. When you sit down with those people and you talk to them, if they have children, they speak about their children as though their children are their most shining, biggest accomplishment. And, um, and that's powerful, right? I, 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 I full on believe that is a powerful part of life that I want to experience. So uh, I guess I'm figuring it out, but here I am on my whatever, my 38th birthday, uh, maybe maybe speculating that I could make some changes in my life, speculating that um, that maybe this year I'm, I'm going to live my life a little bit differently, uh, you know, and, and, I'm, and I've, I've done it before, you know, I, I realize that uh, this is not the first time in my life that I have found myself having made a number of choices, living a fairly isolated existence, right? This has happened to me before. This happened to me when I was like 19 or 20 years old, right? Um, stuff like this. I, I, you know, especially when I used to drink, I would, you know, I, I, w- I would look at my life and say, um, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm drinking, uh, you know, and even when I'm not, I am just killing time until that next drink and I'm staying away from other people in the meantime. You know, I realize this is an aspect of my personality. It's not a consequence of the events of the last few years for me, right? Um, and the leg is a big deal. I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. Why do I keep saying that? Uh, the leg is a big deal. It, it does affect me. You know, when I'm in a crowd, you know, when I'm interacting with people I don't know, I'm really aware of it, right? I, I'm really aware that I have something going on with me that makes me maybe not so much like anybody else you would meet. Um, and, uh, it has led to this like 
cave troll existence to some degree, or maybe it's just been an excuse to, to live life this way. Right. Um, I, I don't doubt that, you know, I, I, I don't, um, uh, I don't doubt that, um, I have availed myself of every excuse to find myself living the way I am living. Uh, you know, and you see that because, uh, you know, uh, even friends, even well-meaning friends will just say this stuff to me like, um, you know, did you see this guy? Like, did, uh, I'm going to share this post with you from social media. This guy lost both his arms and both his legs. And, um, you know, now he's made 87 pornos, right? Like at, on a mountaintop. Um, and he ran a triathlon, you know, with, like with his dick out. And, um and I realize those people are out there, right? Like, I, and I, yeah, that is impressive. That that is impressive, right? Um, I still have trouble just walking, right? Like, I, I, it's easy for me to lose my balance. You know, I don't, I don't have a knee or an ankle. It's all mechanical down there now. So I, I, I am impressed by those people, be they um, active in porn or other industries, right? But um, you know, it, it hasn't been that way for me, right? Uh, it's, it's been like. Um, it's been, you know, for, for a year, I, you know, they couldn't fit me for the fake leg because um, they have to wait till your incision totally heals. And, um, and it, infections just kept coming back. And uh, it was like no steps forward, two steps back a bunch of times in a row. But uh, honestly, that was a while ago, right? Like, um, it's not quite like that right now. Uh, I, I have a full life available to me. Uh, I live in beautiful Southern California where if I did want to go be in a porno on top of a mountain, that's like less than a two hour drive away, less than a two hour drive and an add on Craigslist away. Right. Right. Um, now, I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do because, you know, it's not. But I'm going to do something. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I get to get, get out there and live life this year, maybe a little bit more than I did the prior year or two. Uh, and I, I, I do have to be cognizant of, of getting to the finish line here in school. I have to study really hard and I have to um, I do have to pass the bar uh, and, and get serious about you know finding somebody to fucking employ me because uh, it's going to be tough out there. Um you know, we're not even in the meat of it yet with the pandemic. I'll tell you that uh, with the economy, you have not seen anything yet. I promise you as somebody who sits around thinking about these things, it doesn't matter who wins this election on Tuesday. Um, like we are in for the meat grinder with the economy at some point next year, next at some uh, at some point here in the next few years, I, I guarantee it. Um, you know, and I, I, I refer you to the financial crisis, right? Which really stemmed from the, the crash of the housing market in 2006. And we didn't really feel that tidal wave of, of repercussions until 2008. I think you're going to see something a lot like that. Right. Um, and even, you know, I, I take bankruptcy. I study bankruptcy in school and what I hear from people who practice bankruptcy, the wave of bankruptcies from the financial crisis didn't come until 2010, right? So um, 
these things are multi-year whatevers. Uh, and, and, and I think you're going to see that with this. Uh, you know, I, I would like to be proven wrong. Um, and overall, I am an optimist. Optimist, right? Overall, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to bounce back better than ever because uh, that would be the American thing to do if we can refrain from um, the, the death of the Republic here, which does seem like an ever-present danger. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll all work out. But where does that leave me? Where does that leave old Brian McCauley, host of the Cat Sounds podcast? I don't need to think about where I was five years ago. You know, I don't care whether Apple iOS wants to show me that I was having fun with, like, a pretty girl at Walt Disneyland, right? Um, I, don't, I don't have to dwell on that. I have to think about Brian McCauley five years in the future. Brian McCauley, a 43-year-old in 2025. That is a futuristic year, isn't it? Uh, 2025. Um, not quite in the year 2525, if you know the old like hippie song. But it's something. It's a, it's a very futuristic year. Uh you know, and that's what I need to think about because, um, you know, I don't take necessarily good care of myself, but I, it does seem as though with sciencey stuff happening the way it's happening, I'm probably going to live quite a bit longer. You know, uh, people in my family tend to live a long time and I'm going to have um, medical science available to me that wasn't available to them. So I, I really should embrace life. We should all embrace life, right? Um, and I realize, you know, that if you're hearing this, you, you may very well be a person who embra who's embracing life already. Uh, and I respect you for it, right? Um, but say you're not, right? Say, say you relate to some aspect of my rant about this. Uh, I can tell you what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to start with some small changes. I'm going to start with getting out maybe a little bit more then I have to. And I don't give a fuck about the coronavirus. Um, I will wear my mask. I will wash my hands, even though that, that doesn't really do anything. Nobody's catching it from that kind of transmission is what I hear. But yeah, I'll wear my mask and I'll, I'll be a good kid. But, um, you know, gone are the days where I'm going to lock myself in, in, in the closet with 100 bottles of hand sanitizer. Uh, <laughs> that was never the case, right? Um, but I do remember times like early early on in all of this where going out to um, the grocery store and like putting on as much protective shit as I could have available to me, like even like gloves and stuff on top of wearing a mask, I felt a lot like Bruce Willis in, in 12 Monkeys, right? Uh, and, and that's over. I am done doing that. Uh you know, and I, and I'm fully going to embrace being done doing that. Um, you know, there was a debate about a week ago, a presidential debate. If you missed it, you didn't miss much. You know, um, I suspect you already know who you're voting for. I know who I voted for. Um, but if we're on the subject of people I voted for, uh, you know, Joe Biden had something to say at that debate and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, we're headed for a dark winter. And, you know, I don't know if he said, come on, man, or, or if he said, um, we're headed for a dark winter, Jack or, or whatever. But, um, I reject that notion, right? Um, you know, I, I, I realize that these are really tough times out there and that a lot of people have died and that a lot more people are gonna die. Um, 
but no, I'm, I'm not going to sit in my house. Um, I'm not going to sit here and masturbate to cable news anymore. Right. Um, I, I mean that in large part, it does feel like a lot of the last seven months could be fairly described that way. And, uh, you know, I think I'm just not going to do that anymore. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm at risk, right? I was very sick a year ago at this time. I had sepsis. I was in the hospital. And this was before the, the pandemic and the coronavirus. I have reason to think my immune system might be, not be top-notch. On top of that, I am 38 years old, and, and your risk of, of complications and death really increases uh, for each, like, decade older you are. On top of that, I'm fat. I'm a big fat guy, but... Um, uh, you know, I, I think I'm just not even worried about it. Um, and like I said, I'll be a good kid. I'll wear my mask and I will. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I really think it's time to, to start taking a lot more reckless risks. Um, uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem like the right way to put it, right? Like, I, I wouldn't want somebody, like, chopping up this podcast and, and just having the takeaway be, like, Brian McCauley says, it's time to start taking a lot more reckless risks. Um, but what it, that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not, not going to delete it, right? I'm not going to go back and edit this screed. Uh, and, and if you're listening this far, you know, you, you probably have a good heart to tolerate me. For this long but that's really it that's really it for the cat sounds podcast this week big thanks to um jeffrey tubin uh I, I hope he's working it out with his family and um you know the love child he tried to deny paternity about from the daughter of a friend that he knocked up through a secret affair uh but like i said i you know he he's free to come back on cnn and, and act like um like he has the, the superior position to everybody else and talk down to them despite um, you know that that twisted absurdity that is his own life big thanks to Joe Biden our next president um, I'm looking forward to it like I said I voted for the guy but um, you know he can take his dark winter and, and silently disappear into it for all I care um, you know they're they're, they're <laughs> At multiple times in my life, I have reflected on a, a particular episode of Seinfeld when George declares that, that this is going to be the summer of George. This is going to be my time. Time to taste the fruits and let the juices drip down my chin. I proclaim this the summer of George. And, and perhaps it doesn't quite work out like that. But um, I am re-embracing that concept right now. This is going to be the year of Brian. And, uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean it'll be a year to the exclusion of anybody else. If you're out there listening and you want it to be the year of you as well, that's fine. That, that totally jives with my vision of what the year of Brian will be. Uh, so, um, so, so I, I wish you only the best of luck with it. And I, as I, as I fully expect will be visited upon me. Just all the Irish luck in the world for old Brian McCauley as we embark here on the year of Brian. Good night, America. So